Hello, good morning everybody. It is the See Where It Goes podcast and it's Sunday morning. Good morning everybody. Long time no talk. We're glad that you're here and uh, we're glad to be back. Yes, and as you know, we have some music here. We're trying this out. I wrote and performed this. Found two bottles in the recycler and uh, got two uh, lollipops mm-hmm. and uh, hit them a few times. Suckers, they call yeah. this at Atlantic. Uh, got yeah. a bass player from across the street. Yeah, very nice. And very well Nirv done. is playing the piano. And um, actually, I just downloaded it for free from the oh, internet. Oh, okay. It said, it said a free license. Oh, nice. There you go, Bridget. What's going on with um, with yourself there? Well, not much. Uh, I haven't been doing that much lately, just working and living my life. My mom's in town this week visiting from Silsby, Texas, my hometown. And she's here. We've been tooling around in the car, and she does not like San Antonio at all. And um, keeps commenting on how dirty and grungy it is. Really? And dirty crowded and crowded and busy. It's crowded. And all well, the highways yeah, it's, and it's everything, crowded, and how she would never, ever live here. What part is dirty? But I think she's having a good time. What part is dirty and dingy? I'm curious. Well, you know, it's funny. She goes, You know, this reminds me of, was it Odessa? No, she said, you know, I think, well, because she lived in Odessa actually, years ago. You, I don't know if I've been. She lived in Odessa probably there. 50, 56, 57 years ago. So that's how old my sister is. And I think they were living in Odessa when they got married or maybe El Paso. I don't remember. When who got married? Your parents? Mom, yeah, my mom and dad. I never knew this. So I asked her, what about it reminds you of Odessa? And she goes, everything's dirty and dingy and smashed in together. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but um, anyway, I actually I thought she was going to say something. Yeah. I know. Like, I like being on top of other people. I like the, and this is not anything like Chicago. I mean, you can actually be living even closer to people. But um, anyway, I like it. I love San I Antonio. And, uh. and we might be a little bit grungy around the edges. And in certain areas, it might look really dingy and dirty, but I love this town. I do too, yeah. And I don't like, I remember being away from Chicago for a year when we were in Denver and flying back, mm-hmm. and that felt a bit hot and noisy and a bit smelly downtown. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was smelly or not, but I remember thinking, but but I think that's kind of, um, I, I find that part appealing. I mean, it's one thing yeah. to have squalor, right? But a city shouldn't have a bit of... Um, well, every Grungy. neighborhood can't be perfect. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a that doesn't appeal to me. Well, I mean, some I like neighborhoods old. are perfect, but we don't obviously live in those. But I lo- I love our neighborhood. I think it's really cool. I, mean, I think she likes our neighborhood. I'm not sure, but it was interesting talking about someone else had moved to San Antonio from Austin, and they were in the process of starting their family and having having kids, so they didn't want to live. You know, downtown, they didn't want to live in like Southtown or King William or Mankey Park. They decided to live out in Stone Oak, which is kind of like a suburby place. And anyway, so now that they've moved here, she was like complaining that there's nothing to do as cool in Stone Oak as there is in Austin because they were living in Austin. And I was, and then we're sitting having this conversation in Southtown, which is super cool. Yeah. And then two of the ladies at the table live in Southtown and their kids go to school in Southtown. 
And they were trying to explain to her that you can live in like the cooler parts of San Antonio and have your kids go to school and all that. And you don't have to live out in like the suburbs. Yeah. But anyway, we're always being compared to Austin and how we never measure up. But um, anyway, I like San Antonio better than Austin personally. I do too. I'm not a big Austin fan. It's all right. So no offense if you're. I mean, I've never lived there, so I don't know. But it, this is a very easy town to live in. I think. I think so. It is getting more crowded though. Like I feel like, especially maybe because people are coming back out of COVID. But I think my suspicion is that people moved here during COVID and now they're coming out because mm-hmm. the, the the traffic is more. You think so? I think it's increased really? the last two weeks. Maybe unless maybe I'm traveling more and the traffic's always been there. Also, people are driving like crazy. Just this week, I noticed it. Yeah. They're driving very night, aggressively. I was like, I just wanted to close my eyes when we were on the highway because yeah. people were mad. I mean, they were just cutting in front of each other and racing around. I don't know. It was a full moon. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know. I wonder... Uh, well, we don't have to get on that track. But, I mean, if there is a full moon that affects the tide, could it affect humans? Well, people say that it does. But mm. I remember when we first moved here, and I would be taking Finn to dance lessons, and I would be she was taking dance lessons like 40 minutes away. And I would always take the, you know, the outer roads, the feeder roads. And I would just notice that they were, like, if it was around rush hour time, because I think her lessons were around 5 o'clock, 4 or 5, and it was packed. I mean, the traffic was crazy on the expressway and on the feeder roads. So there is a lot of traffic in this city. But if you're not in those areas, then you don't really notice it when you're going grocery shopping or anything like that. But I guess if your perception is being from a small town or something like that, you, you know, I guess you feel more cramped. I'm, and I'm referring to how my mother feels when she's here. She she's from a small town, so and and she's out in the sticks. Maybe not maybe not now, but she grew well, up. She, or she currently lived. she's out she's out in the country. Yeah. Well, um, what should we talk about next? I don't know. But while we're on this topic, when you're staying in someone's home, I've noticed that there's a way to be a good guest and a way. Are you going to rip on your mom now? No, I'm not on ripping on my live mom. On TV? Okay. No, I'm not. Radio. I'm just saying that, like, when you're in someone else's world, I don't think it's very polite to point out over and over again what you do and do not like about where they live and yeah. what they do. <laughs> well, <I should laughs> or what they're oh, okay. serving or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you might have those thoughts in your head, but you just should keep them to yourself yeah. and yeah. not say all of those things. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Because <laughs> it probably doesn't make the person, make your host feel very good. That's just a little tip when you go stay with someone. Yeah. Just say thank you and be appreciative and then leave it all at that. Right. <clears throat> Take your personal thoughts home with you. And of course, you just switch subjects and I you're did. not talking about your mother, right? Huh? You just switch subjects and you're not talking about your mother. You just, you just talk about someone no, else. No, I'm just, well, it's a general observation. Right. When you have... I've noticed this, that when I've been, when I've hosted people and people have also shared stories with me about when they have hosted people. Right. And those people have expressed certain things or done certain things in their home. 
that you just shouldn't do. When someone's going out of their way to make your life comfortable and try their best to make you feel at home, it's not the best thing to point out every single thing you don't like about where you are and what you're having. And Right. So that was just my little tip. Sure, sure. Good tip. That I wanted to share with good people. Good tip, yeah. Although I hope everyone listening to this knows knows better. Yeah. I know that was really bad. I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, it's too late now. We're not going to edit it. We don't do that. So. Would you like to go back and... I can rip that piece out. No, it's fine. Well, I kind of called you out on it too, but... What else... I don't know, Brian. I mean, we haven't podcasted for a while because you haven't been feeling too well. Right. <clears throat> but you seem to be doing better. A little, yeah, I am better. Yeah, I yeah, do you're feel doing a lot better. A lot better so yeah. did you want to talk about that sure, at all? Because yeah, why not? maybe yeah. people are curious as to why you... Yeah, so I've titled this, well, I haven't yet, but I will title this Mental Health or something like that. Mental Health? Okay. Yeah, so I was, I was ill, and that's a new thing for me to refer to mental stuff is ill but it's it's true i was ill in january mm-hmm. i had um <clears throat> and the only reason i'm getting into the details of this because it is private stuff is that it, it, if it's helpful to other people who have gone through a similar journey i normally yeah. wouldn't be comfortable just sharing this but mm-hmm. i'm taking the risk of sharing it uh in that i i think it could help yeah. folks who maybe have had a similar journey so mm-hmm uh yeah so i think i don't know when it began i mean um, i think it began when you were planning the trip to ireland yes uh, it started during that time right so i think so it started um right around just before christmas i got the booster Mm. the medina that's not what it's called What's it called? Moderna, thank you. Moderna. The Moderna. I had got the Pfizer before that. And I I, I didn't have a physical reaction to it, but I did feel hypersensitive and um, just a bit depressed. So I don't know if that was... That may not have been a causation. It may have been a correlation. Okay, so from my perspective, being on the outside watching you... Yeah. You had already been in a little bit of a spiral... Yeah. ...on your decision about... Sure. Ireland and all those details. And yeah. since you're someone, it's really difficult for you to make decisions. I was noticing this, but this wasn't anything new. Right. Because I've seen you, you know, go over decision-making processes a million times and overthink and second-guess yourself and just things like that. So this, so it wasn't new. <clears throat> but then what happened was, when you got the vaccine, yeah, the booster, for a couple of days. Oh, that's right. You were, yeah. you just got really fuzzy. Yeah. Really, almost, I don't remember one day in particular, you were just not very clear in your communication. Because we went out with our friends. Oh, yeah, we I went out with, uh, yeah, we went out and... Marcus, did we say her name, Marcus? And we almost canceled yeah. because... Because I was, I was struggling with words, right? Right, you were struggling to make complete sense. That's right, yeah. And so, but you did okay that night because you had been better. I think the day before that yeah, had been yeah. the day that was... I think the, it passed, that kind of passed, but uh, yeah, so we had Christmas and then we were, Liam <clears> and I were supposed to go to Ireland on yeah. the 27th, which is a yeah. Monday night, and there was... And um, you were... S- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, just that we had to get up. There was a lot of juggling going on. We needed to have a PCR test 
within 72 hours of arriving. So I was trying to, yeah. I, I, I targeted the, the, <clears throat> the Monday night departure going through Atlanta. So I'd, I'd uh, got the test Sunday, the 26th, St. Stephen's Day. And uh, we got tested then. And then um, we were supposed to leave around 4.30 p.m. on Monday. We hadn't got the results back yet. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, that's fine. We'll get the results on our phone by the time we go through <clears throat> France because that was our point of entry into yeah. Europe. And um, right, I've been stressed about the trip uh, for right. a few days, um, partly because I didn't want to be away for Christmas. But I just right. I and was, you were talking to like Fergus too. Yeah. You were like you had friends and your yeah. and family in Ireland that you kept contacting and like yeah. updating them on your thought process. Yeah, and, I mean, I was excited. I was. They had gone into <clears> shutdown <throat> and bars were closing at eight, and right, it just didn't seem it would be be, um, you know, um the usual experience we'd have and i was okay with that because i'd be visiting folks but then you know that was kind of omicron was loose so that would that would have been dangerous too anyway so um liam tells me a few hours before that he looked at the um cdc guidelines and mm -hmm. they the plan is they were going to ask for test results in atlanta the point yeah. of exit i thought it was the point of entry so we went back and forth, back and forth, and I was just churning on it. And then I, I talked to Liam, and he said, "Well, you know, let's let's go west." I think he had a slight preference to go west. Mm -hmm. I had a I had a preference to go east to do it. I was just a bit fearful, so we canceled last minute. <clears throat> well, you were concerned you couldn't get on the flight to France, correct? Yeah. So we actually we may not have. So um, his results came in, and yours did. The not. The flight was eleven p.m. from Atlanta. His results came in. 10:40. Mine came in at 11:45 p.m. Okay. The flight was or 11:30. 11, 11. Yeah. The flight was delayed till 11:45 p.m. Is it possible we could have got on? Yeah. Is is it possible we just would have got the morning flight out? Yeah. Yeah, but so, you probably would have needed those test results just to get through security. Maybe. Yeah. I'm I'm sure. But I mean, worst case, we would have just um stayed overnight and taken a morning flight. Right. Anyway, so we went west, went to, drove to Los Angeles, San Francisco, back through Vegas. It was a lovely time. I mean, we yeah. spent 60 hours in the car together. It was really, really enjoyable because he's gone mm -hmm. to college now, so <clears> we don't <throat> see him as much. So really, it was a great experience. But for the first two days of that trip, mm -hmm. uh, we stayed in El Paso and then we're in uh, East California on the second night. Um, I kept, I could not let go of that the that i had made that decision in mm -hmm. fear as opposed to making it with wisdom there's a great argument to say it was wise there really is that we didn't go right but you do realize though that even just saying that is yeah. a little unhealthy like yeah because a lot of people can make a decision like that and they're pretty okay with it realizing that one decision is just as good as another it's not this i think on you these decisions just sit heavily for some reason. Yeah. And you can't, <clears throat> you have more of a difficult time moving. Yeah. Out of that place of like, oh, okay, I just made a decision. Like I can't tell the future. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just make the decision and that, and so be it, you know? Yeah. But instead of like sitting in this uncomfortable place of, did I do the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's really, yeah, it's funny because that, Big decisions like moving to Chicago and then moving to Denver and moving to San Antonio were big decisions. They were hard. Um, right. The San Antonio one was the hardest, even though I always felt this was a good decision. It was still for about uh, six months. It was I was kind of sad, like, shit, did I do the right thing? Was I, Did I ruin yeah. the kids? You know, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so <clears throat> um, 
the second night we get to California and I start to spiral a bit in the hotel yeah. room. I go to bed. I wake up the next day and I text at you and I said, mm -hmm. I'm in a difficult place. Yeah. I, I don't think I've sent you many messages like that in our marriage no. where it's like, I need to talk to you. I'm in a bad spot. Right. So we talked for 30 minutes and you were able to help me get out of it. The other problem was Ireland was paid for. We did, we got the money. We didn't get the money back. We got a credit from Delta. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but the trip west was going to cost some. It was going to cost more money. Mm -hmm. if we haven't budgeted for. But I think you were able to help me snap out of it. I think the big thing you said was spend the money. This is a once in a lifetime thing. It's done. You can't change that decision about Ireland. Go enjoy the time with your son. Right. Don't stay in cheap places. Don't be sleeping in the car to save money. Just just spend whatever you need to spend. That was really helpful to me. It gave me yeah. permission to just. So that helped. So by the time we got to. We were in Joshua Tree State Park because East California, we were, we left and uh, I felt better after talking to you. And then um, and I realized I just had to let it go. I couldn't be talking to Liam about it and churning on it because he was fine. He's a chilled guy. Yeah. He was fine going west. So we were in Joshua Tree State Park, beautiful <clears throat> park. And I kind of felt like I was starting to come out of it. Um, anyway, uh, Los Angeles was, you know, whatever. And then San Francisco was nice. We had a good mm -hmm. time. And then... Uh, going through we were in vegas is when i i kind of hit a low spot mm -hmm. and really started to spiral down yeah into some dark spots and um on the trip home cried was cr not continually crying but i was crying for those for a decent part of those two days mm -hmm. and then once i was home here for that weekend friday through the weekend i got i was waking up every two hours with in, in in intense anxiety i could feel it my body mm -hmm. my head was spinning couldn't go back to sleep. I would sleep for two hours, wake up, sleep mm -hmm. for two hours. And it proceeded Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Yeah. And then um, decided to go to urgent care down the street. And um, we, we were, we, I was talking to the nurse, told her what was going on, asked for history and uh, told her. So let me, let me, yes, so told her. So I'm going to tell the story and then I'm going to go back. Okay. Like through a lifetime. Okay of stuff uh told her i'd come off antidepressants in august she goes why did you come off and i said i just didn't want to be on I wanted to be myself and she said you know you're not supposed to just come off and i didn't suddenly come off them i tapered off but she said you're not supposed to come off those without doctor's approval well the, the truth is when i went on them i didn't i wasn't i had no physician oversight when i came off my no physician oversight yeah just to backtrack for a second um no let me keep going Okay, so um, when I'm telling her this, I start crying in the in the office, yeah. in, in the nurse area, <clears throat> and um, we we talked, and um, the doctor comes in and says, "Okay, I'm going to give you go back on your antidepressant. I'm going to write you a prescription for that, mm -hmm. and um, I'm going to give you Valium." So took the Valium, woke up two hours later, same thing again, and I found this. Anyway, I went on my Went on a website, found a psychiatrist, because I really needed a life jacket. This wasn't the case of, because I think I'm, I think I'm more into natural cures, if you will. Right. Well, because too, we had had the other conversation on the phone when you called me from Vegas, or I think you were in Vegas the day you said you were in a really hard place, and we talked, and that's when I had like an epiphany that what was going on with you was something very serious that you had struggled with for a long time. And I said, when you get back, 
you need to address this oh, and yeah, we yeah. need to fix this thing, whatever it is. It needs it needs to be fixed no matter how much it costs or whatever it needs to be addressed. Um, so go back. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I rem- I purposely didn't call you because I didn't want you to freak out. But you would call you. We, we had, I do remember the conversation. I just don't remember the timeline. Right. Well, I think what it, it was the conversation where I was like, you've got to let this go. You have to let go of the fact that you made a decision. Yeah, but that you was just, yeah, that was before Vegas. Right. Okay. So it was before Vegas, and I said to you in that call. Oh, I yeah yeah yeah. I That's said, right. That's the time. I said. Something is going on here. Yeah. And I started to put some pieces together that you're probably going to talk about. Yeah. And I started to say to myself and to you, this is a bigger issue and you need to have it addressed by a professional. Right. Okay. So go back. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, got a psychiatrist. Got got them fast because they're hard to get. And uh, we talk, 80 year old man. Um, and, uh, th- that's important for a reason I, when I get into that. Um, he just, we talked, told him a little bit about my history, told him about, uh, family history. My mom also had anxiety, depression. And, um, we just talked and within a few minutes, he said, you've, um, he called it an overthinking mm-hmm. <laughs> problem. Yeah. Which sounds, um, you know, people say you're overthinking this. It sounds pretty, pretty, uh, uh, harmless, but it it felt really horrible. Right, I right. could physically feel sensations in my head. Yeah, um, and when I'm listening to you, yeah, I can tell. Like I can just tell it's not normal. Just now, you mean? No. I oh mean, yeah, in general. Yeah. When you're going through these things, yeah. Like bef- back in the past, I had a different frame around it, but now. It just became very clear to me that something wasn't right. Yeah. And I can tell that you're in a bad state, that yeah. you don't feel well, that it's a, it's torturing, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I remember sitting on, before the weekend it was bad, was I'm sitting on the couch and I can just feel this um, anxiety come over me. Like it's, it's, I don't know if I've ever had an anxiety attack, but it felt like that. And it mm-hmm. felt not I would have taken any physical not any physical pain but any physical pain I've ever had in my life that I know of I would have ha- I would have taken it yeah when I tried a few things jumped in a neighbor's pool that was freezing cold that that I don't know if that helped and then um myself and the boys ran around the block it was it's winter here mm-hmm some cold therapy yeah ran put our shorts on me and the boys ran with our shirts off around the mm-hmm. block that felt really good actually uh, try to do meditation, try to do Wim Hof breathing, try to do tapping. It, it was it was taking the edge off slightly, but it wasn't fixing the problem. So yeah. anyway, talk to the psychiatrist and um, he had had a few on Google, like probably six reviews and they weren't good. Cause, so my mind's, so here's the problem. I'm already spinning, right? I'm mm-hmm. not in a healthy place. Yeah. So it's hard for me to make decisions even on who to see. So my yeah. mind's spinning like, who's this guy? Why was he available so easily when most mm-hmm. are not? So I, I share the concern and he said, and he said very humbly, he goes, I don't, um, if you go out on the internet, you might, you'll find my name associated with Xanax and antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Well, I did go out on the internet and I looked and his name is all over FDA submissions over the last few decades for mm-hmm. Prozac, Xanax, all of these classes of drugs. Yeah. So, um, 
seems legit. I checked with a friend of mine who's also a psychiatrist in mm-hmm. town, and she said the guy's an icon. I can't believe he's still practicing. So yeah. that helped a bit. Anyway, he said uh, we need to um, we need to up your dose of a sedative to get you asleep. Mm-hmm. Because, but we also have to slow your brain down. So yeah, prescribe two medications that are normally prescribed for epileptics uh, to slow the thinking down and you go stay in your antidepressants. So now we're talking four drugs, which freaked me out. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm afraid. I'm not, he goes, you don't have to be afraid. So anyway, um, took the sedative, but I didn't take the other two pills because mm-hmm. I was, I didn't, I was scared, you know? So, okay. So the first night you were prescribed, you only took the sedative. Just the sedative. So the two, I took two okay. of the four, took the antidepressant because I had right. this history with that. I, well, you I, knew I, I that you, safe. Yeah, that was like a not not a problematic yeah. medication at all. The, but even the sedative was scary because I'd right. never taken it, and the idea yeah. of being forced to sleep was scary. So I remember turning to you saying, "I'm scared. Can you read me a story?" <laughs> As yeah. you said yourself, it was like having an infant. Right. Yeah, I was like, you know, cuddled you, and yeah, so that you would not be afraid to fall asleep on a sedative. Yeah. So I, just I mean, yeah, fall asleep, and you know, I didn't remember falling asleep, and. Woke up around two in the morning and it was the weirdest experience where my head uh, felt glued to the pillow, but there was mm-hmm. another force at work trying to pull me out of sleep and, and it yeah. did. Yeah. So my brain felt like it was in civil war. So I took the two pills mm-hmm. and I went back to sleep and then um, then just stuck with the, what he told me to do. Cause I, oh, I, th- I also sorry, the, the more I talked to that psychiatrist in the morning, called my general practitioner, mm-hmm. primary care physician, talked to him. And he said, I know these drugs, they're safe. And I said to him, well, what if I just took, when he says, what if I took one or whatever, you know? Yeah. And um, like I, I treat medication like a graphic equalizer. What if I just this? And, you know, a good friend of mine was like, you're not a doctor. Just do what he says. Yeah. So anyway, um, what's my point there? Yeah. So he had said he should listen to the doctor's orders. So mm-hmm. the next few nights I just felt and I slept like a baby. Yeah. Um. For I guess eleven hours, twelve, eight, nine. It I just felt like it was amazing. It, yeah, because like, he wanted he wanted you, because you hadn't been sleeping at all. Right. So he wanted you to be able to sleep fully, so yeah. that your brain would reset. Could reset from this thing that what that had happened to you. Yeah. And he wanted your brain to be able to sleep. Right. And the problem with the urgent care was if you look at like a car, my rev counter was really high. Yeah. All they did was give me a set of brakes. Mm-hmm. But when you, if you've ever driven a car, you put left foot on the brake, right foot on the accelerator. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful. Right. So what he did was he, he lowered the rev counter. Yeah. And he put the brakes on. And both of those together is what, what did the trick. So about a weekend, we went away for anniversary, which was very nice, actually. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. We went to a tree house. Maybe we talk about that another time. But that was great. And I was still, I was sleeping great. I remember waking yeah. up one Saturday morning thinking, I'm I'm a science guy. Not that I ever wasn't, but I've always poo-pooed Western medicine. I've always never been a fan, but I couldn't deny how much better I felt. Right, yeah. And um, But then we came back home, and I, so after a week, he wanted me to up the dosage on those, those, uh, for lack of a better term, I'm just going to call them epileptic medicine. I'm not an epileptic. I'll just call them that because, you know. So <coughs> then I started not sleeping. And then I called them. I had a, I had a standing meeting when I'm on it. No, I was supposed to meet them Friday, the mm-hmm. next Friday to check in. But I, I got a hold of them Tuesday. 
today my sleep is gone um and uh blah 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 or my, yeah it's I'm back to the whatever uh i was i was nervous because i i did some research on the sedative and mm -hmm. i was you know and i i think you got to be careful going out on the internet right everyone right. has an opinion so he said listen he goes you got to trust me he goes this is only going to work if you trust me well mm -hmm. that's hard because i don't know the guy right Although my friend Paul said, you know, you got Bill Gates fixing your computer and you're complaining, you know. <clears throat> so anyway, um, he says, don't be reading stuff. Just trust Meaning me. Meaning by that, if no one gets the reference that Bill Gates was a professional. Oh, yeah. And this guy is kind of like the Bill Gates. The guy who made, yeah, he's the Bill of Gates of all this medication. Psychiatric pharmaceuticals. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, um, let's see, where was I? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So uh, I, he so, you, so he you, upped the dose again, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh no, that's not that's not the problem. The problem is the sedative. Yeah. I'm thinking because I'm you know I'm I've I have a medical degree. Mm -hmm. I'm being sarcastic. I have no idea. Correct. So uh, the next day, I I ended up didn't have an appointment. I clicked the link from the day before, and mm -hmm. he appears. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, I don't have an appointment, but I need to talk to you. He goes, okay, well, I got a few minutes. Um, You're what about bobbing? Your psychiatrist. What'd you say? Your what about bobbing? Your psychiatrist. What about bobbing? I don't get Have it. Have you ever seen what about Bob? Oh, is that what happens in the in the in the with Bill Murray? Movie? Well, you know Bob is like always going. He follows him to the. Um, oh yeah, he yeah, follows yeah, him yeah. on vacation. Oh god, yeah, yeah. He like I gets see. into his life and. That's funny. I'll get it now. Yeah. So, um, sorry, that was the day where. When I caught him, uh, you know, without the appointment, that's the day when, um, uh, where where he said he upped the medication, still mm -hmm. didn't work. Now we're like five five or six days without sleep. So, I get a hold of him on the Friday where I had the, the with the original appointment, I mm -hmm. think, and um, he says, "Listen, okay, I'm just going to take you off that sedative because you're freaking out about it." Yeah. So he he switches the sedative and then. That was 15, 16 days ago. So I've been sleeping pretty well since then. I wake so up after you, six or seven hours. but So the one that you were on before, that potentially at some point could have become addictive. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he didn't think so. But yeah, that's right. what the web was well, saying. And it's a controlled substance, right? Right. Which but freaked me out. The one he switched you to is not addictive at all. No, it's not. And I know it's not someone who's on substance. it and that they are fine with it. So I, a lot of it could be psychosomatic, mental. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like I could have just, because it was a controlled substance and I'd heard these stories, it's possible my mind was like freaking out. and Because, you know, I went from worrying about everything in the world to stop worrying. Cause my, and, and then I start worrying about the medication. So now I've got something else to spin on. Well, it didn't seem like that one worked for you. And this new well, one does know. work for it, you. But my point is like, did it work or is it a is it like a placebo me, where yeah. my, my mind is, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, I've been fine since. Got a hold of him. The guy's amazing. Like, that's twi actually twice I jumped in. Oh, no. The following Friday, I thought I had an appointment, but there was a confusion. So she, she um, the, the uh, his, his assistant, who's wonderful, she's here in town. Um, he's not. He's remote, but... Um. Yeah. So she. Uh, so I. I jumped on a call Friday. Yeah. And uh, he didn't have it on his calendar, but he's well. Tell me what's going on. So I told him, and I just, this is what I told him. I said I'm sleeping better. I feel more at peace with the present moment. I'm doing mm -hmm. more house chores. Oh my god, I am married to like. You have become like a housewife. Yeah. 
you're the most, this is the most focused I've ever witnessed you being in our entire marriage. Like you notice everything now. I don't know if you notice everything, but okay, like you me, notice. Come in, that dog is going to drive me. I thought the bed needs to be made. Right the clothes need to be folded. I do. I've been folding a lot of clothes, um, doing laundry. Yeah, you do all kinds of stuff. Like when you made breakfast. Hi, good morning, Finn. Like you always will make breakfast frequently, but the difference this time was that yeah. you not only made breakfast, but then you had nearly every single thing we needed for breakfast on the table. I think one thing was missing and you were also totally chill when we went down. Like usually you're kind of in a mad dash to get everything on the table. Yeah. You're a little bit, you have a little anxiety because, you know, breakfast is a difficult meal to time right because everything, you want everything hot at the same time. But you were just, you were just chill. You were yeah. like just setting things down on the table and it was great to see you be able to focus like that. And then also just, I don't see you rushing up to go out anywhere, like to a coffee shop, like you're sitting and reading longer and just seems like you're more at peace Yeah. within the moment and you're able to have more like steadfast moments instead of wanting to go. Cause you, you had said one thing that you've never been able to do is to be in the present. Yeah. Now, do you feel like in the past few weeks you've been able to be in the present more? Yeah, but I feel like it's wearing off. So like, I feel yeah. like I'm still like on our anniversary weekend, I was able to read for an hour mm -hmm. at a time, which is unusual for me. I love reading, but it's, yeah. I remember two moments in my life where I realized I've been reading for a long time and it felt great. Mm -hmm. So, I think there's been a fear of the present moment because it haunts me with regret or whatever it goes on right. in my head. And I think that, I think, you know, um, something he said was interesting. He said, um, you, you, this is a genetic issue. He goes, right, don't, he right. goes, it's nothing to do with your upbringing. This is all in your genes. And, he and said, why did he say that? I don't know. I mean, you know, is maybe, maybe he's I a thought it was because of what you shared about your mom. Well, yeah, but that would be genetic too. I thought you just said it was genetic. Was it is? Oh, okay. No, he said it's a hundred percent genetic. Right. So what I'm not, what the listener may not get, like I know the story. Yeah. But to fill it out a little bit more, and you really haven't explained. Yeah. That do you want to explain that piece of what you shared about yeah, your mom? Yeah. Um, not not too much, just because okay. it's, it's more family stuff. But um, he just said you're a, you've been a walking time bomb your whole life. Right. He and basically said that what happened to you, because this has happened to you before. Yeah. Like before we didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. But now we can look back and we can look at these different things that happened in your life and realize that these were episodes of this anxiety thing. Yeah. So now he said this was called an overthinking disorder, but I looked up and he said it didn't exist. So it, it's not, he said he wouldn't find it. The DSM. That's right. The, that's the psychiatrist handbook. So, but if you do look, if you look up generalized anxiety disorder, it yeah. is within that it's under that umbrella. What is overthinking? Overthinking. Okay. Yeah. Overthinking they, is, you, was it a, no, a disorder they showed? It's part of a disorder. Yeah. It's part of general anxiety disorder. Right. So, that is that part of it for you is heightened. Yeah. And then he said to you what he said that if you had so many episodes, explain that part where if I, you have so many episodes. Actually, he didn't say that. that was a book that a friend of mine oh, it was a sent book. me. Okay. Yeah. 
So would he? Do you need something, Finny? Oh, leave her here because she's gonna try. I've already fed her, baby. She's gonna try and get out again. So, all right. Thank. Go ahead and make his breakfast, please. I'm no, not hungry. Okay. I already had my breakfast. I'm just kidding. Breakfast. Never mind. Um, no. Hit, hit. Thank you, Finn. No. No. Go ahead. I had a smoothie. Um. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. He he said that it was this was always going to happen. That it was always pre-programmed to go off. Mm-hmm. So as I look at, hey Finny, that's distracting. Can you? Gabby, Gabby, ask Gabby if she wants a smoothie. I told her to I'd make her a smoothie with real podcast, peanut butter in it today. So see if she wants. Dogs. What are you doing, so Brian? I'm just making an announcement. Remember, I just make it the way we always make it: peanut butter, banana, oh and if she wants so the cachava in it, okay. honey. Real peanut butter, because I told her I'd make her one with real peanut butter instead of peanut butter powder. Put the cachava in it and um, give her just one scoop this of is cachava, where you though. Normally have an advertisement. And then so, um, so cinnamon. Think of this There's as a bag an of cinnamon. Just the way we normally do it. That you normally hear. Yeah, and with her milk, her lactose free milk. milk. So, anyway. Um, Sorry, Finn was in here yeah. wondering if Gabby, who is my mother, her grandmother, has had breakfast. Yeah. And Maybe she has, maybe she hasn't, but... Yeah, anyway. Sorry about that, That's guys. quite right. So, uh, anyway, um, I'm always thinking, like, if someone's listening, are they irritated by that distraction? Brian, I think that you and I... Yeah. This is... Why do you always do this? This do is what? part of your thing. What? I think anyone who's listened to this podcast yeah, even yeah, three know, times know. would know I got, that no, this they is would, not they a would. normal podcast where we just... This is what happens in our podcast. No, and no, I, wish I know, you but listen... Just, yeah, I got it. Be but okay there's like, I noticed there was like three or five people in Russia listening. Maybe so? it was a one-time listen. I, oh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe there's You a should person. just give yourself the freedom. <laughs> just, this is just what it is. Yeah, I got, okay, I'm good. It's I not can, a I'm big ready deal. to move on now. Okay, so. Um, or you could turn it off next time if you're nah, uncomfortable. Nah, I'm ready to move pause on. Pause it. No, I'm ready to move on. We have this. Okay, let's go. Let's move on. Um, okay. So, um, anyway, he said it was a pre-programmed. So what I, what I've kind of saw as the screw's been rattling for years, but it actually popped out. Well, it's popped out before, well, but this I mean, time, this, this well, really this time it out. really popped it out, really but it's loose. really popped out before. And now that we know that, it has changed my perception. Yeah. About a lot of things. But he said life's it's just not going to life's not going to be the same. It'll be good. It's just not going to be. Um, you know, it's just this. I just. It's, what do you mean? Like, well, he just, what he, do you mean? he said, you're going to be on this medication for life. So yeah, which I'm very uncomfortable with. Yeah. Or how do you feel about that? Oh, it felt like a sentence. Like a, I was going to be in prison. And yet, I mean, here's the thing. If the, I, I'd, I'd like to be open to other things, other ways to resolve this. Right. But I also have to realize that maybe what I'm feeling now is what other people feel is normal. And, because I, I would go back and say, right, I want to be, right. be me. The only me I've known is the last 51 years. That's me. But what if the real me is yet to come and exactly. the real me can't exist without medication? Right. And the old me was was suffering for, not terribly suffering, but moments of suffering that other no, people I think maybe you not have, go through. I think you have suffered. I yeah. definitely can look back, not only on this episode, but on things in the past and say that you have suffered. Yeah. And... Because I've always known from me, I don't deal with these things that you deal with. Yeah. And know that our brains are very, very different. Yeah. 
And because I would watch you reading a book for two hours on the bed, not moving, and I'd be jealous. Right. And not just that, but it's like I do not. I mean, I've had times where I've had a hard time making decision, but it doesn't compare at all to what you go through. Oh, like, no. I, I mean, just don't, it just doesn't affect me in that way. Like, it may cause right. me a couple of days where I'm uncomfortable or yeah. whatever, but I don't. So, yeah. okay, going back. Okay, so my friend, one of my friends that I talked to, she has a, uh, she studied psychology and everything. Um. And basically, she was saying, because so, you know, a lot of people are very anti-medication. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not anti-medication, but I'm, I'm cautious. You know, I always like to find something natural first. And then if I can't find something natural, then I will go to medication. And then obviously you need Western medicine if you find yourself in certain predicaments like a car accident or getting your leg leg cut off. You got to have it. It's not a horrible thing altogether. But basically, so when you were talking about being on all this medication, this was very hard for me. Oh, me too. But I do understand the fact that you needed a life jacket. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I'm getting sidetracked. So my friend was explaining to me that with your brain chemistry, when you're taking some of these medications, basically what it's doing, because we look at pharmaceuticals, a lot of people look at them, and I have looked at them this way too, is that because they're made from chemicals, Mm. then maybe they're bad and they're going to cause other issues in your body, even though they're fixing something else in your body. Yeah. And not all of them have side effects, but a lot of them do. But what she was saying to me is that when you take them, you're basically, they're basically making your brain the way it was meant to be. Yeah. The way it's supposed to be in a fixed state where it's not unhealthy. Like your chemistry, your chemistry or maybe your wiring or both. I think for you, it's probably both. It's some pathways. It's some chemistry. And... These medications right now are causing like a type of calm for you. Yeah. And putting your brain into a state that like my brain lives in most of the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have anxiety too, but on a much lower level and for very specific things like driving on the highway and flying in an airplane. You right. know? I, I mean, I got a taste for what that must feel like because you described so, it as 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 a not a pain but a electrical things going down right. your arms and that i i felt that so it gave oh me you bit, felt it yeah i mean yeah. it gave me a bit more comp- that's adrenaline me, i think it's given me a lot of compassion for people who like when i was in vegas these guys my age walking around talking to themselves yeah and i, I was going down the spiral at that yeah. point and i realized like but for the grace of god there goes me i mean you know these poor guys have not had i don't like that phrase at all okay well don't it's such a uh, shitty okay relax um Okay, I don't literally mean that. I'm think I would. If so you, you listen, think God was, has more grace on you, but not on them. No, even no, no, though I don't okay. believe in that anyway, but I just think it's a weird. No, I think okay. I think a lot of it's privilege. I, I don't I think have it has good, anything to I do have, with God. I I have privilege. I have good. Well, you don't, I have good work. Right, you have, I have good medical have insurance. insurance. That's right. I'm not, yeah. I didn't go broke. These pills right. are expensive. If it wasn't for that. Um. Would it, right. But for but for white privilege, 
they're white. So maybe right. we, oh, these guys are white too, though. But my point is that like they're not. These guys aren't being treated. They probably went the street drugs to take the edge off, and then went right. down that hole instead of going to something right. that's a bit more regulated. And so, yeah. And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't work in a certain type of job, you may not have health no, benefits. Just, I mean, when I was you know, going by this this clinic, I saw these people standing outside in line just probably to get medical help. Mm-hmm. So. So that's been really interesting to see, like, wow, this this really sucks. This this going down right. these these holes, like other people. Well, that's what a know. lot of homelessness. Not all homeless people, but many homeless people. There are mentally yeah ill yeah, and a lot of it's probably well, mental illness is not a lot of people's fault. Right. I mean, how can of it be not. your fault yeah, yeah. if you're born with a broken brain or right. your brain gets damage because of abuse or stuff like that like that's not your fault that's just yeah what happens right you know and what are you going to do about it yeah um yeah my only concern so i think so i think part of it was coming to terms with what he was saying and and i think maybe realizing the seriousness of the situation if i didn't have medication of what could where i could have gone right and that um, I couldn't yoga my way out of this, somebody once said. Well, like I mean, gonna... you could. I mean, I don't know what your plan is, obviously. Like, I've expressed to you that I hope that you'll look into something I will, yeah. natural as well. But I'm not going like, to haven't... stop taking the meds and then go to natural. If the nat- there is a, there's, there's some potential of neurofeedback and other things, I, I'm right. willing to try those. But it would have to be a weaning off of this other stuff slowly and see if right. the other stuff works. Well, we haven't, we haven't come upon anything that we know of yet that looks like a cure. Yeah. It's, uh, but even that, like, if you think about it, who are, who are we to really navigate those waters? What do you mean? What does that mean? Like, uh, who are, you say we, like, you mean you and I, like, are, are, what, well, when you say, so wh- where my mind goes is that we are saying that we want to we want to figure out how to fix this. Does that mean we? I and I like we're not professionals. You, this isn't our right. But you have to realize though that the history of the medical establishment, like they don't want to let other things in. Yeah, they don't. They don't like to let in other possibilities, and yeah. it's a different way of thought. Right. It's a different way of thinking. I'm of the mindset that I don't think that. I think there's a lot of great things in the medical community, and I think there's a lot of great things in the natural community. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I don't, I don't think that a person should just rule one thing out completely because, in other words, what I'm trying yeah, to no, say I'm is you. I'm open-minded. Yeah. I'm open-minded to trying natural therapies or alternative therapies because there's a lot of proof that they've done a lot of good for a lot of people. Yeah. Now I really haven't done a lot of research when it comes to the mental health realm. I don't know that much. I just know more when it comes to like certain other types of things. But yeah, what I'm saying is it's okay. I don't think just because someone has MD behind their name. Yeah, I understand. That doesn't mean crap to me as opposed if someone else has Maybe they're not an MD, but they've done some other th- good research. I'm not going to discredit someone 
unless I have experience. Like I've, if, if I read something and there's some good anecdotal evidence and maybe some research papers, then I'm willing to say, okay, I'm going to try that. I'll try that alternative therapy. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. Because what if you're the one person it works for? And then if it doesn't work for you, then what have you lost? Yeah. And no, then you try yeah. these things because a lot of these things, they don't do anything bad for you. They're just food therapies, meditation, yeah, yeah different yeah. things like that. So they're not going to cause you any harm, right? Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't want to go back to where I was four weeks ago. Right. Well, no one wants you to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen to yeah. you either. But I also don't want to say- But I'm saying you- you and I are very different. If you see MD behind someone, behind someone's name, you automatically will trust them. Well, well, you will yeah, give well, them complete trust well, no, where I, mean, I uh, won't. Uh, but like, I, I don't care it, what this guy did and how many medications he invented, yeah. how many people he's treated. Like to me, okay, maybe I'll give him more trust if he has more experience and he's seen that these drugs don't harm people. But at the same time, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to have blind faith in him but I, or I, anybody. I get it. I, get it. I, I think where that gets dangerous, not for you, but if someone approaches that way, they, they don't get the treatment they need and they right. suffer. And right, but you didn't hear it. what I said. I think I did. No, Go you ahead. didn't. Right. Well, I don't think you heard what I said. What I said was I am open to all of it. I yeah. think I just like to start with the natural first. Yeah. I like to start in that area first, rule it out. Yeah. If I don't find something there, then where do I go? I right. go over here yeah. to the medical establishment and I say, okay, please help me. Like, yeah. Did you try? So that's interesting. Uh, did you try? Can we take a slight yes. turn for a sec? Yes. Because with hypothyroidism, yeah. did you try to address it naturally? And then, and then I watched. Well, number one, I had it for, I probably had it for several years without knowing. Yeah. But I did look into a lot of different things. I yeah. watched a lot of videos. It was all diet, like a lot of diet things that I was already doing. Like when I went, when I was diagnosed for the first time and my antibodies were through the roof. Yeah. At that time, like I was not, well, I just started getting overweight. That was one of the clues that let me know that like something was going on. I think I'd gained like five pounds or something and I was still working out, but things weren't working. But, oh yeah. I mean, I was combing the internet looking for, you know, people were saying I should do paleo. I should be gluten-free. I should do keto. Um, I should be vegan. You know, I was looking at all these different things. There were a bunch of, and there were people on there that were saying that they had cured their hypothyroidism um, with doing all of these things. Yeah. Um, but what? Oh, yeah. There was some woman, she said that doing keto totally cured her hypothyroidism. But the thing is, I can't, for me personally, I can't live. I can't eat keto my whole life. Yeah. I just can't. I don't know if she went back to eating normally, but in answer to your question, I didn't, I had already done things like that, like diet plans. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I decided to take the medication 
It's not a harmful medication. Was that was that hard for you because you've you've I you've don't like more natural. Well, I, yeah, well, I don't like taking medication yeah. because one thing that I felt very good about in my life is that I had reached a certain age, and when I would go to the doctor, I never had to check that box that said, "Do I have any other ailments oh, or whatever?" Yeah. And I always was like, "Oh, this is so great! I'm so healthy." I never had to say that something was wrong with me. And then now this thing that's wrong with me. And I, to my knowledge, I mean, I worked out during that time. I was working out six times a week, an hour a day. Yeah. And sometimes like having really healthy shakes, sometimes eating as a vegan, sometimes like, I mean, just, I was just doing lots and lots of healthy things for myself. I was strong. I was in shape. Yeah. But yet also that was here I am having this thing that I'm like, why do I have this thing? Like it doesn't make any sense. And I was starting menopause at the same time. And I, I didn't know that I think either. It, it mentally affected you. Like it really got you down too. I was really down. Yeah. I had to give up Well, because I had hypothyroidism and menopause at the same time. I lost every single gain I ever made. Like I was a size between a size four and a six. I was muscular, I looked really good, and it all went to shit Yeah. in a matter of a year. Because you would look back over I all pictures. I lost all really my gains, I lost my muscle tone in my arms, everything just left. And it yeah. was like, why? I spent years trying to make sure this didn't happen. Yeah. Like I wanted to go into my 50s and to have that same body and that same physique. And I didn't know that menopause affects all of that yeah like it affects your ability to lose weight it affects your ability to to have muscles just all these things and you know you just lose it it just i mean it doesn't obviously every woman is different but um you know i mean mentally you just you just have to say goodbye to these things and move on yeah. I mean, I'm in a really good place now. I've made... But it, it took a while to get there. Because you would look at old pictures of yourself. When I say old, I mean from five, ten years ago. And you'd get really down. Oh, yeah. My physique was totally different. I looked amazing. I think you still look amazing. Well, I appreciate that. But huh. I... You know, it was like, what the... What the what? Why did I do all yeah. that hard work for what? Hi, Callum. Come on. And it was very something. arrogant. It's very arrogant, I think. When you think you're doing all the right things and something's not going to happen to you, and then it does, like, there is no guarantee. Like, right. how you eat, how you exercise, you can do your best, but it's no guarantee that still something bad's not going to happen to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, that's it, what we want to think, but... Yeah, I, you know, I've been one of those folks too. Goes to the doctor, any medications? It's always blank. Yeah. Last week I had to put four of them down there. Yeah. How did that feel? It didn't feel didn't feel good. But yeah. you know what? Um, but but it, it goes back to evidence based stuff. I mean, if you're if you're in the natural zone and you feel better. Yeah. I got it. Now here's the downside of like I've always been suspicious of Western medicine because it tends to have side effects. Right. Yeah, I so, read those side effects. I was on what? Because we haven't talked about. Don't read side effects on my stuff. I'm not supposed to be doing that. I read them already. Why? Why? Because I'm your wife, I and know, you told me I, you were gonna like. I have. I've had. Okay. We haven't talked about. Well, we've been talking about 
this story and everything going on with you. But I mean, I, mean, I had a whole, yeah. you know, my whole response to all of this. Yeah. See, was make, uh, make a noise for one second. It was Sorry. really hard for me okay, to thanks. see you go on all these medications. Yeah. Like this was not easy for me. Yeah. You know, because I'm not, you know, I'm not the person that jumps up and down to be like, hey, I mean, I, I've never even had a mammogram. Like, I'm not the person's like, hey, let's go to the doctor or get some medicine. Like, well, yeah, I think we grew up differently. Like, you're, you, you would. It's hard for no, me. I, I do. Like, I, if something's wrong. Oh, my God. I'm going straight there because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's $15 to find out. I mean, if I had to pay cash, I might be less likely right. to go. But the alternative is for me to search the internet for what my problem is and play doctor, and that gets you in a worse place. Unless you're looking at the Mayo Clinic dot, whatever, or, or anyway. So, but to me, it's like um, instead of worrying about it, let me go get it checked, and, and I have no problem with that. You know, where the problem right, comes right. in is they say, "Yeah, you need these pills." Um, but I think, yeah, I think if you, so uh, just a little bit about side effects. Um. Some side effects I'm feeling, and I hope they pass. I've been told they pass. It's just more dehydration. I have to drink twice the amount of water, and I drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. My digestive system slowed down. That's yeah. n- never had a problem with that. Talk to the psychiatrist. He said, "Yeah, that's probably your 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 diet." I'm thinking it's not my diet. Nothing changed in my diet. It's right. got to be the medication. So that partly bothers me that he right. can't see that. So I do think right, like he's a right. pharmacologist, so he's no, it's not, it's not, it's not the pills. It's uh, it's you. Well, that's no. the thing. That's like people get into these camps and they get so ground into the camp they're in, they're unwilling to open their mind to think. I don't know why he just doesn't believe you. To be like, yeah, there's this problem, and yeah. why can't? Well, the pharmacist said that's that the, on the sleep aid. Is it ever since, since I've been taking the sleep aid? The sleep you know, aid I won't be on for life. The other the person who's on the same sleep aid has a lot of digestive issues. Yeah. So and I don't know if they if that person got them before or after well, taking that. The thing, thing is, you don't know. So, like, go back to the graphic equalizer. Like, if you if you push two of those, you know what the graphic equalizer looks like. No, you don't have many more. There were four or five buttons on your stereo. Oh yeah, yeah, base, I know what it travel, is. Travel medium, whatever. Yeah. If you move two of those at the same time and you hear a difference, which one of the two made the difference? Well, you don't know unless you raise one at a time. So right. he upped one of the meds and we changed the uh, sleep aid. So which one did it? Well, we don't know because any experiment, you got to make one change. Well, um, when you're not sleeping and he thinks this, I got to make two changes because I got to trust him that he's making two changes at the same time. Right. All that to say, uh, I think... It might have been the sleep aid. The good news is the sleep aid is temporary. So. Right. Well, I guess so that's one of the reasons why I ordered the cachava, which is that drink, that meal replacement thing. But it has like, it has minerals, vitamins. I mean, it has every single thing you could possibly imagine needing in a day and more. From minerals to probiotics, uh, your greens, Fish oil, MCTs, everything. Though, isn't it? It's expensive, but what I'm thinking is some. we need to boost. Yeah. We need to boost your nutrition level to so, counteract these. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. These chemical compounds. There's a holistic doctor here, and she doesn't t- t- call it holistic, but she does neurofeedback. Neurofeedback's where they they kind of map, put these sensors on your head, yeah. and they see how you're thinking, and then. Uh, they do a baselining and then future 
visits are where they're trying to get your brain to go and fire in the right direction because they're seeing anti-patterns in the brain. So the problem, though, is that a lot of insurance doesn't cover it. So you're talking about $2,500. Oh, what did she say? Because I know she called. Did she? Who called? You had mentioned that you got a message about coverage. Oh, she said we figured it out. That was a different person. She, oh. The other person on Neurofeedback thinks they can cover it on insurance, which would be nice. So the problem is so, okay. she texts me, and I text her back, and then a week and a half later she texts me back. So, Okay, but what about the her. other person? The other person who isn't covered by insurance. Is that what you're talking about? Okay, you got a message yesterday about coverage. Yeah, yeah. So that's, who was that? That and was what another was the person. Answer? That uh, that's the thing. I don't. She said we figured out the insurance. Who is we? Okay, let's talk about. So it's. Okay, Dr. I just want to know who texted you yesterday. Okay, let's look at this. Doctor A and Doctor B. Doctor A, I talked a few weeks ago. They don't okay. take insurance. It's twenty five hundred dollars for neurofeedback. Okay. Doctor B. And that's they texted you. Doctor A doc, texted you. No, no. Doctor B texted me and okay. said, "We do. We do take insurance." We don't take your insurance. And then I said, well, my, nothing's wrong with my insurance. So, because they said, oh, your insurance expired. Well, it didn't. So Dr. B checked it again and said, we figured out the problem with the insurance. Okay. I said, oh, great. What's the next step? That was last week. I haven't heard back. She's just really slow at texting. Okay. So I don't so know what figures out know. insurance. I still don't know. Dr. A doesn't take it at all. Okay. Gotcha. But Dr. A also does this, I call it a gut check, where they, they check a sample of your stool and they see what, what it's missing. And then they, they have you on this new diet. The problem is it's like ten fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. What? So here's the thing. Like, you know, if Western medicine doesn't work, then it's a $5, $20, $40 pill that you try something else. If this doesn't work with this other woman, I'm down 15000 That's the problem with some of the natural That's stuff. It's not covered. That's for her expertise. What does she, she put people on? I don't know. Well, she, I think she sees where you're deficient, and then she... Well, she's basically looking, I bet so. she's looking for vitamin deficiencies, yeah, yeah, yeah. mineral right. deficiencies. And uh, maybe I got the price wrong, is, but I thought the guy said that. Like, Well, the, no, that's know. that's pretty close because I was going to see that Dr. Mark Hyman. Yeah. He does the same thing. Uh, they do that same thing as they treat people with a nutrition plan. Yeah. And basically um, his was around... His was around five to seven thousand dollars. It's a pity insurance didn't um, to do all that. Take it. I mean, I think so. Back to big pharma, like there's a lot of money to be made, and I get well, it. Well, look, they're killing people with diabetes. I mean, they just if what, you have diabetes, big, big you're done. Yeah, because they don't they don't fix you at all. You basically die with diabetes. I mean, yeah. they don't know how to cure it. Well, that has it's to. It's a yeah. death sentence if you have it and you go to a regular doctor. Right. Even though you can cure it. On a paleo or a keto, or you sure a, you can cure it? What if it's you can absolutely? What's the one you're 100%. born? What's the one you're born with? That's a different one. I'm talking about type okay. two. You're talking about type not two type where one. you get later, okay? Yeah, I'm not talking but about type, type two. Type two is also prevent preventable. Would you say? Yes. Okay. It's preventable. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, there's. I think there's a sp space in the middle there where for certain things. So let me talk about one. Sorry, one thing. And I had stomach I want, problems, right? Yeah. And. um no, when you I don't want to go off. I, when did I, this, you have stomach problems? In, well, I've had them on and off, but 2000 and. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, know I went for a colonoscopy and the guy said it's a diet thing. And then he said this, that and the other. And then I was at a wedding and this guy told me, he goes, I had the same problem. This guy was a gastroenterologist. He said, just take. Uh, Prilosec? No, 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 no. I'll get that in a minute. He said, take Metamucil. 
And I have since then, and it did solve the problem. Yeah. That's a very natural remedy. Fiber. That yeah. fixed the problem. Why didn't the surgeon say that? Why didn't he say take Because they're take. not trained to do that. Well, come on. So They don't even take a nutrition class. So that was the lower end of the digestion. The upper end was like, um, that was early 2000s. The upper section of the of the uh, reflux, and my mom had a lot of problems with reflux to the point where it became cancerous and they had to cut out a section of her esophagus. So that freaked me out. So I was having problems. Went to the doctor. He put me on Prilosec. The problem there is that the stomach acid increases. Prilosec decreases the stomach acid. But then the food sits there. At least when I went to another um, acupuncture, she said, well, what's happening is that, that it's lowering the stomach acid, but the stomach acid is supposed to break down the food. And now your stomach acid, that this food's fermenting. It's sitting mm-hmm. in your stomach. Because I would eat a meal at 6, and I'd still feel full at 11. So she said, we got to get to the root of the why, why the, the stomach is doing that. The stomach mm-hmm. is reacting for some reason. So anyway... She figured out you're gluten intolerant, and then she we did some acupuncture. So a mixture of you that. never told me. She said you were gluten intolerant. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about the woman in Denver. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking you about. But why Lee did I? Her. I why am I forget? Why I did I forget gluten. this? Well, then why you, have you been eating gluten all these years? Well, no, because it passed. It's better now. She she would have me hold a vial of gluten, put the needles in me, and then she'd turn on this machine, and I was like, that looks like a radio from the 60s. It's probably all It was created by up. a NASA scientist. I know, but I'm like, my suspicion's like, hey, there's no way this can work, but I couldn't deny that it did. So would she, do you remember that? She'd have you put, raise your arm up, and then yeah, she'd try to, push, muscle testing. try to push it down. Yeah. She'd switch out all these vials, mm-hmm. and then and I would try to hold my hand up, but when she got to gluten, I wouldn't even know what she had in my hand. Yeah. She'd push it down. I couldn't resist her. It's the craziest thing. I couldn't resist it, but on everything else I could resist it. She goes, it's glu- yeah. gluten. So she puts the needles in, put, turns on the machine. To desensitize you yeah. to gluten. and then gluten. I was able to have gluten. And then I started taking Digize, a, a, um, essential oil. Essential oil, and that helped too. So that kind of had me right. you against cured it Western naturally. Medicine. Yeah. So I kind of go back and forth. It's like, oh, well, stupid Western medicine. Well, I don't think we medicine. should be for or yeah, against. Yeah, no, I think, there, I think there's just wisdom I think in there. if you can... If there's a cure that exists for you in the natural world that addresses the root cause, because a lot of criticism against Western medicine is that they are not addressing the root cause. Yeah. They're medicating the symptoms and they aren't fixing the root cause. That's the argument between these two worlds. Yeah. Can I tell you one more thing? Oh, yeah. finish your thought. I'm going to say something and, and I don't want you to go off on this and down the road. It's a certain subject that you get lit up about, right? Okay. I just want to say I it. Can't and then promise, I, but I'll try. And then I want to move on, because it, it's the only it's it's only one minute of religion in this podcast. No. Just one minute. Okay, I haven't oh, even said it yet. And I do want to talk about this. Okay. Really? Okay. I at the time. Okay. I went in two thousand and ten, early two thousand eleven, before we left. I I went to Chicago. I went to a church. I was having pressure in my chest oh yeah in my upper chest yeah i went to this couple because they were offering prayer for people after yes and he said you've got an afflicting spirit which mm-hmm. is a new testament term yeah. for when, when you've like jesus healed a woman of an afflicting spirit in other words there was this demonic spirit that had entered me turns out it was acid reflux it was acid reflux people so, there you go okay well this denying. is a good segue okay. into now that we look back Oh. On these spirals that you go into about yes. decisions and weird things that you think. Right. 
And back in the day, you thought these things were from the Holy Spirit or from God or, or telling you things or a demon or a demon. But these were this is your genetic brain disorder. It has nothing to do with God or things you were being told. Yeah. And you've had two pretty significant things that have gone down in your spiritual world. And you had, you didn't share this part, but this episode too had spiritual tones to it. Yeah. And this is very enlightening because I think a lot of spiritual people think they're hearing the voice of God or think that a demon is after them or think all these things. And they're probably just slightly mentally ill. So, uh, that's possible, right? But there was the one episode where I felt like I was being shown something regarding construction on a house. That's all I'll say. You know what I'm talking about? Right, but that could have just been a coincidence. Uh, maybe I, I could have put that together in my head, but... Um, it doesn't mean... It okay, seemed, uh, it seemed, people uh, will you know. say things... Okay, you can go to like... You can go to a psychic, right? Yeah. And they can say a lot of things that seem on the money. Like, these are professionals. Yeah. You know or wax or whatever you want to call them, but they're going to be partially right. Yeah. Like I told you the story of when I read people's coffee beans right at the restaurant and these people were like blown wow. away. You're just making this shit up. Yeah. And I made it all up wow. on the spot. Did you make any money doing it? Yeah. They tipped me extra like 15 bucks. Really? For, for telling their fortune? Yeah. I you told should their open fortune. up a stall at this next time a circus comes through. But the thing is, is that, I mean, You can, our brain, like we're very intelligent people, right? We can make connections. Like you knew that this person was working on their house. Uh, No, I know you didn't know. I knew they were, um, you knew they worked on the church and I knew that he did. I knew he was being called in to, to work on, um, the pastor's house. But the the image of my, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know what I did do? I I took down those blog posts. There was eight of them. I took them down after this episode because it's like, it's possible. That, <laughs> like, that was all in your head. You, you were think having, so. I mean, I, I don't know. I just took it down because it's like, Ryan, let's, let's stand I think down. you're having, that was a mental disorder because yeah. you, what just happened with this whole thing about Ireland Yeah. and you going down that hole and then, and then that other person in our life that likes to like harass you with yeah, spirituality yeah, yeah. and right. call you and text you and tell yeah, you there's yeah, demons yeah. in your house and yeah. s- certain types of spirits attacking your house and yeah. all this BS. May, he might have the same disorder. He probably has a disorder. He's probably like sl- slightly schizophrenic yeah. or I think a lot of these religious people, you know, God told me this, God showed me that like, that's just their brain. And then yeah. you put these people in this religious setting that is yeah. reinforcing that behavior that says God speaks to you and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and demons are talking to you and attacking you. Then, of course, you're going to think when you hear, like there are a couple times when I thought God spoke to me, but I realized my brain is so powerful. Like I talk to people in my dreams. I have conversations, but those aren't demons yeah. or angels. I've been having some cool dreams. But people... I'm trying to steer it off religion. I know you don't want me to talk about religion. Well, can you hear that? Could you hear what I said? Yeah. How did you hear you what said I said? You said it was, was trying whisp- to steer me off. You got good hearing. I just whispered it. Well, I'm not ancient just yet. 
<laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. This makes me so pissed I, off. I, that's why I wasn't going to bring it up, but I thought it was funny. I'm just saying, like, in that case it's of demonic funny. possession, this is Prilosec not funny. Fixed it. You know how much of our lives that ate away? Like yeah, okay, a year okay. or this, more. Okay. That's tortured you for okay. literally years. Okay, can we... Um, Oh, oh! I see what you're saying. That the that thing at that church that in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Years, years and years. You've probably wasted two solid years of your life. I, I would agree yeah, on that. I would agree. Yeah. So let me let me go back for. I a think sec. religion and mental illness. This is a horrible combination. combination. But what about horrible religion and mental health? What if you're mentally healthy and religious? You have a problem with that? I hate religion. Well, we got to clear. I Anyone listening to the show, I you know, it. we know that. Hate it. We know that. Hate it. My question, though, hate is, it. my question is, hate it. my question is, if you're mentally healthy and religious, do you have a concern with that? Yes. Okay. No, Can well, here's the deal. Is there's very few religions. Yeah. There's very few religions in the world that don't try to control in some way or shame in some way. If you could have, if you had a religion where it's like, okay, I believe in God. I, I believe in God and I don't really know what God is like, but I hope he's great. And I get comfort from knowing that, but he's not out to punish me, manipulate me. I don't have to barter with him. He's not shaming me, guilting me, making me exclude my family members hate other members of my world because they have a different political view like then maybe that's okay but you know ideologies and isms and religions all of these things they ultimately cause pain and division and and potentially even though they might make people better in some ways they can potentially also make them much much worse and the brain the human i was thinking this morning it's not just those things that are dangerous but even just our brains yeah the ability of our brains and how our brains if our brain isn't very healthy and even if it is healthy it doesn't even matter even if you have a healthy brain you can potentially your brain can be altered you can begin to think terrible things and our brain, like we have to like protect it. Like, I don't want to put, that's why I love, like we've been, we were on like a media fast. Like I haven't watched oh, the news. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I don't want to hear what's going on anywhere in the world. I don't care if there's a missile flying over here, let it come because. I won't say let it come. Just what, well, no, what, what you I, mean is don't tell me. I don't, don't mean that me. literal. I don't yeah. mean that literally. I just mean that. I you mean that you don't know about it. I don't know about it. Right. Yeah, I get it. I don't need to know no, about I, it. No, I agree. I Actually, that was a lovely... Um, that could be another episode, but that, that was lovely to not have... A, I, when we went on the media fast... Actually, we went on the media fast right as I was going through this, so... Mm-hmm. But I found that that media was stressing me out. Like, news yeah. was stressing me yeah. out more. TV shows where the images are moving too fast, I, I could feel the anxiety. Yeah. I had to shut them off. So, actually, it was the timing of that was great. But I've been going, going to the gym, and I have to look at this... Pay fifty dollars a month to look at this. T- all these TVs of people spinning on a story that's two minutes long, but they go on so for hours. Terrible. And I'm gonna cancel my membership, or they need to change the. Why channel. don't you just cancel the membership? Don't even do go in there with this with a stupid TV set. Right, so why do you have these TVs everywhere? Or um, turn it off. Can I go back for a sec to uh, yeah. 
The book I read that my good friend um, sent me was about, uh, it's called This Is Depression. And um, I found it very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they only talked about um, one of the SSRIs I'm on, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'd know about that, but she got into details of how that works, which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about, uh, she said, if you, I might have to go back and read it, but if you fall into a deep depression, um, I don't know if she said deep, fall into depression, I think she said one mm-hmm. time, your odds are 50%, you'll go into a second. Mm. If you go into a second, your odds are 90%, you'll hit a third. And if you hit oh, a third, wow. that's it. You have to be on some kind of treatment for the rest of your life. Because she said what happens on the third is inflammation happens in the brain, which is See, this is where diet's important. Because there are a lot of inflammatory foods. Right, but you're... Uh, let, let what do you me, mean, uh? No, don't let me disagree uh with me. Why don't I you read the research? Hang on a sec. You're, let's, let's... Brian. Can you go... Can you be quiet for a sec so I can explain myself? There are inflammatory foods. Am I being rude? I get it. I don't doubt there's inflammatory foods. Why did foods you... Uh, because I disagree. What were you, can I... Because you don't know. Here's the thing. See what this is like? Why do you disagree? Just say, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. What's wrong with disagreeing? Where did... Okay, I don't think people should just disagree unless okay. they eh. have some kind of knowledge base. Well, if you'd let me get to it, I could get... Here's what I, here's where I think there's... It's not a knowledge base. Right. I Can't think it's a can... logic base. Okay. Isn't, the, isn't, isn't disagreeing based on the fact that you have something to disagree with? I do. Can if I get to it? If you don't know what you're disagreeing with, how can you disagree? No, I know if what you're saying. If you're not saying. informed. I, I get it. I don't doubt that, that the food... that inflammation is caused by this but if but when she's saying you fall into if you fall into a third inflammation happens the inflammation i assume is coming from the from that going into that depression not necessarily from foods you have okay that's not what i said that's not what i mean i I assumed you meant let me explain more yeah okay i don't mean that i don't what i mean by what i was trying to say is that there are lots of foods that cause inflammation in our bodies yeah I wasn't saying that inflammation causes your condition because it sounds like your condition is genetic. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying that. I'm not putting okay. those two together. What so I, sh- I should have sought to understand. I should have sought to understand first. Right. What I'm saying is that it's important that we feed you things yeah. that bring down your inflammation. Yeah. So that you don't go. So that you're less likely to have another episode. And I think what I get I think with this author, what you just said is kind of a doomsday. Like she kind of paints a very doom and gloom picture for you. That if this happened to you, then you're just stuck. Well the other thing is like I And I don't think she I don't know that was that was that session was that the first drop in depression? Was it the third, the fourth? Well you just said that she said Yeah. If you had a third or a fourth episode, then you're just doomed. Basically, you got to be on this medication the rest of your well, no, life. She and didn't say medication. She said therapy the rest of your life. That could okay, be talk therapy well, depending on what. Okay. Well, let's. Or treatment or whatever I she don't said. necessarily agree with her. Well, who are you to disagree? You're not because a medical Because we live in a world with tons of research. Look at the Wim Hof method. There oh, are people, there's helps. someone in the book who had depression in this other book that Jackie read called Wintering. Yeah. It was either in the Wim Hof book or in the Wintering book. Yeah. The person suffered with depression. Yeah. And they might have had a different thing than you. Yeah. But they would go into the cold water every day. Yeah. And it cured them. I'm open to trying it. Okay. 
All I'm saying, Brian, we live in this world full of knowledge. Yeah. Full of everything. We are lucky. We have the choice that we can look at all these things. Yeah, yeah. None of them may work. Who knows? But why not try them? Water, cold water is free. No, I, I don't, I'm, still, I'm still disagreeing with... with I understand what you said, and that's what I thought you were going to say. It's what possible do you mean? If, if the inflammation comes from going into a depression, then it may have nothing to do with your food. You may have, you may have no inflammation because you eat great food, but the, the, the triggering event of the depression could cause the inflammation. That's all I'm saying. You're, right. You're that's assuming. a different thing. But you disagreed with what I said because you didn't understand. Yeah. You, you seem a bit you defensive had an when understanding. I were you? Why were you I was defensive. I was defensive because of your eh. Oh, was it like, like that's kind of a off-putting thing to say in response? Eh, it's like eh, you don't know what you're talking about. Eh, it's like no, you're internalizing. Eh, it's that. like visualizing drawing a line through me. Cross her out. Wow. Cross out that opinion. Really, you got all that from eh? Yeah, because I know you, Brian. You trust me the least amount of anyone you know because I don't have an MD behind my name or a degree. When I say things, you're like, eh. It's the truth. Yeah, yeah it's not the just truth. Just the other day. What in the world were we arguing about just the other day? We had an argument. I think that's it. So We had I a stupid that, argument over something. No, it's not an ego thing. Just think thing. about it. You, Why would I come to you for, for a prescription for antidepressants? You're actually, you, 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 like, why, did why, I why, say that? You did. You said I trust everyone more than you. I trust medical doctors more than you. But why? Okay, number one, I don't think you should trust me more than you trust a medical doctor all i'm saying is that you should just not discount i things don't discount I things say. you say if it's in an area where i don't because think you have expertise i i, I may it doesn't matter Why i know that? how to read don't of, i of course it matters can i read a book yeah then how come you can't just accept the information i read that i've read and i share it with but you again you're making and it then about, you say okay and then you say, oh, interesting, Bridget. I will go read that yeah, too, but, and but, I'll make my own conclusion here, and okay, see what I think. Okay, I think I got it. Here's the issue, that I, I, or this is how I see it. I'm disagreeing. I may disagree with the facts that you've shared with me, but you make it about you like I'm disagreeing with you. I'm not. I'm okay. disagreeing with the facts you're bringing to me, and no, it's not about you. It's about Because the you should read it. Okay, listen. Yeah. It's like you don't think that I have We brain. almost made it through without an argument. You have... Go ahead. You don't think I have brain enough? No, that's not true. To read something, I'm not just going and talking to some whack job on the corner living no, who's living in a that's tent. That's not true. What you just said there. I don't go I think out. You're intelligent. Like, you know, someone who's like okay, communicating we're with aliens. Spend on this for years. Here's no, a, listen. I'm suspicious. It's who. It's who I you're am. You're critical of every of everything. And, of course, and, I am. Not just of you. Oh my God! But you're, but you're the one person who believes that a demon is attached to someone. And you think nah, that's nah, nothing nah. to sneeze at. Like you're supposed to believe that. Like you believe that, that was in a, a second. Blow. Yeah, yeah, okay, listen. I'm but just, hey, we can't believe someone who read an article in a in a book no, I or on a no, website okay, that might actually I be beneficial. It, I don't, you could pick a case, but I believe you read it. I believe you believe it. If I'm taking issue with what mm. you read, that's you got believe no, your doctor you just because they have the two like letters I'm a, I feel like I'm in a debate D with behind Trump their here. name. You know what I mean? Do you hear what I said? No. I feel like I'm, this is like I feel like Joe Biden with Trump. You keep interrupting me. My point is that my issue, my, gosh, my issue is the facts you're bringing to me 
I don't agree with. But you personalize it and say, you think I'm dumb. See, I don't know what that's got to do with anything. you take the information that is shared with you yeah. and then go look at it for yourself. Uh, you just discount it immediately. Okay, that's, fair. that's fair. You're just like, nope, I'm getting rid of that. No, that's fair. That's fair. If if you're if like I'm reading the subject line, but not the not the pages behind it. Okay, that's great. I got it. So next time, what I'm going to do is, if you bring it to me, I'll go research it for myself. Exactly. Go research again, it for yourself. I, but back to the, I I think you take it personally, and I don't know why you do because Be- okay, that's me. Okay, because it's deeper than that. Do you understand this? Do you understand that if I bring you something? Yeah. And then you just discount it out of hand. It's right. not that you're just discounting the information. Yeah. I feel it more as like you've discounted the fact that I don't have, that somehow when I read it or whatever, I didn't see how stupid it was. Like, oh, I, oh, oh, I you see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, I'm just bringing you this dumb stuff to read. Oh, okay. Do you know, do you see what I th- I'm saying? I think saying? I do. It's like, I think I do finally, actually, after a long time. So what you're saying, let me mirror it back to you. Okay. What you're saying is you're bringing me information and my reaction to that information tells you the story that I think you're dumb because you believed it. Right. Is that it? Well, yeah. It's just like you don't nah. you don't want to give it the time of day to consider that there might actually be some benefit in it. I see. Okay, I get it. Because you're, you know you're carrying I mean? it to me. Right. To me, in my mind, it's like you're carrying me a suitcase full of information. I discount the suitcase. And in my mind, you think I'm discounting you. And I'm thinking, no, this is all about the suitcase. Right. But because you're the one holding the suitcase, you still take it somewhat personally because it's like you think I'm saying, why would you even pick up that suitcase? It's dumb. The suitcase is dumb. And then you internalize that. Or I must be dumb to have picked it up. Okay, I got it. Well, yeah, it's kind of like. It's kind of, and, and it's also too like a respect thing. Yeah. Okay, like you, if I bring you something, obviously I think it's important. Yeah. And I want to share it with you for a reason. Okay. So I want you to look at it. And okay. then if you disagree with it, that's completely different. Now, do you understand that a lot of my, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I think it is. I think Irish people are just cynical and suspicious. I know that, but it's hurtful. No, I get it. Okay, both can exist. So I can be cynical and suspicious by nature, but it comes across as hurtful to you. Okay. Right. You don't mean, I'm sure you don't mean no, to be hurtful, mean but hurt. it yeah, feels, yeah. Okay. it feels hurtful. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for all the times I did that. So I'll okay. try, I'll try and get better. So yeah. Okay. It's funny though, cause I'm, I'm going, eh. And you describe it as a line that I'm drawing, that I'm canceling you out. I was like, wow, okay, interesting. Right. That's good. So, you know, we, so that's, that's good. Uh, when you, Brian, say, eh, let's use our own techniques mm-hmm. in the past. When you, Brian, say, eh, the impact it has on me is that I feel discounted and invalidated. Yes. Okay. Is that true? Oh, and then you finish the third element is, is that how you, is that what you're trying to say? And I'd say, no, that's not at all. Okay. But I can still fix the action. Right. For the case in point, like when you blah, 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 raise your voice, it makes me feel blah, blah, blah. And the person goes, well, no, that's, I'm not thinking that at all, but they could still lower their voice. Right. Okay. Very good. Um, Are we done with this? You think we're, is landing well, I don't think coming there's down? ever a, an ending point. Never done. But, but is it, uh, you think um, we're done for now? 
Are we, what are we at, an hour or so? I can't see from over here. Yeah, at least. Right, well, that's not based on time. I think it's an hour We're based and it on vibe, minutes, so... Well, yeah, I mean... Well, to wrap it up... Um, well, I just... Yeah. What? Just no, what? I think that's really good. I think if one thing that we can all learn is to listen to other people... I always think, what is the thing that exists in the world that I don't know about? If I have a closed mind or that I don't know about that would benefit me. Yeah. If I have a completely closed mind, I'll never find that out. Yeah. We but call, if I... Yeah. A if, we call it a fixed mind versus a growth mind. Right. Or but fixed if I, mindset versus growth mindset. But if I have a growth mindset, because why are we so afraid to listen? Like why? Like... Because the, the new information causes us pain. It does. It feels painful. Yeah. That is so weird to me that hearing information feels painful. And I think it's because somehow our things we believe, because I even know this in conversation. I'll be in conversation with someone and they're sharing something with me that I don't agree with. Yeah. And I literally feel uncomfortable and will be in like emotional pain or discomfort. You are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just want to walk away when they're just saying words to me. And so I'm sure they feel, they may feel that too when I'm saying things that they disagree with and they don't, or maybe it's new for them and they don't want to hear it. But it's such a weird phenomenon that we have that physical reaction to hearing something different. You know what I think it is? I think, uh, because we are maybe we're more attached to comfort than we are the truth yeah and if the truth is gonna make us uncomfortable we don't want that we wouldn't yeah. even call it truth we'd say it's another opinion and it, it doesn't align with to take that in would be would break a lot of stuff it wouldn't just to, sometimes to take in the new information doesn't just cause pain it could rock your entire foundation right. of who you think you are and I don't even think as humans we're always capable of knowing the truth when we see it. Right. It's comforting to think like I've nailed it and now I'm comfortable yeah. and I've got it. But I think life's more complex right. and and uh, nuanced and mysterious. And I know you don't want to talk about religion, but that's one other argument as to why God would be a monster Sheesh. if he punished people for not coming to oh. his what people think are their versions of truth. I because I honestly think the brain... right is so complicated and so influ influenced by things and sick too, like it it can be ill, that how can this deity punish you for not yeah. coming to this one version of what someone calls truth when are we even able to do so it? If you were are we able so to find let me suggest, a truth? Let me yeah. suggest something. If you're talking to a religious person, person and you said... I don't know how you said it. If you said this is why God's a monster, is that how you could opened be a it? monster? Could be. Well, I you, wouldn't you'll lose, do that. You lose an audience. But if you said this is that. how this is how the God that was presented to me my whole life seems seems like a monster. Is that, a monster. that would open? No, that, that would that would open up monster. some dialogue to say, well, let me show you the God I believe in, and then you probably say, eh, that's not any better or whatever. Because right, everyone's God is just there. It's an imagination. It's an imaginary amalgam of things they've been told or read or experiences they've had and then they piece them all together and they make up 
they make up their their version, their imaginary version of. There you have it, folks. Because every person has their own. Yeah. Their own version of who they think he might may or may not be. Should I do outro music? Let's not, do it. Not Brian. now. I mean, I'd have to add it in later. Okay. Well, this was fun. It was good. We made up for lost time. We made up for lost time. I think this was a really good podcast. I really enjoyed it. Did you? I did. I, I may go back and listen to it. Yeah. Well, and you guys, I love my husband very much. Yes. She gave me a really nice card yesterday. I did. Are you in a hurry to go downstairs? I'm not in a hurry to go downstairs. Okay. I was just uh, okay. sharing that with people. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. And, uh, oh, I can shut it off from over here. This is wonderful. Uh, any last words? I mean, not that you're going to get executed, but. Well, no, everyone have a lovely week. And hopefully we will begin this, pick this back up on a regular basis. Yes. Thanks for listening. Like for those who listened and reached out and said you missed, I cut you off. Sorry, missed us. Uh, it's nice to be back. And thanks for listening as always. What were you saying? I cut you off. Oh, no, I was just going to say thanks for being patient. And uh, hopefully we're back. All right. Cheerio. Cheerio.